0: Owners of a volcano are not responsible for visitor safety. Many birds are going to be renamed in an effort to shun racism and be less offensive. And DoorDash warns you that your food might get cold if you don't tip. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the galaxy. I'm Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. Thanks for spending some time with me. Let's get right to it. Owners of a volcano that erupted deny responsibility for visitor safety. I didn't know you could own a volcano. Man, these things are dangerous. They belong in the wild. How do you own a volcano? I thought it was only for the evil villains who had like an underground lair next to the volcano and then a window looking out on the magma. Are you guys envisioning what I'm envisioning? (laughs) That's how you own a volcano and you do it right. Apparently we have landowners of a new zealand volcano that fatally erupted in 2019 Uh, they were taken to court over visitor safety because of this incident Uh, let's find out if you're culpable when someone visits your island and there's a volcano on your island and it erupts this is some helpful information for any of my listeners who are thinking about owning a volcano or maybe you already own a volcano when you're thinking about turning it into an Airbnb. Are you responsible if it erupts and lands on the face of the people sleeping in the Airbnb? <laughs> when White Island exploded in December 2019, 22 people were killed. 17 of them Australians. 25 others were injured. It prompted a debate about controls for natural hazard tourism in New Zealand. And then it led to a lengthy trial. The trial was conducted against the three owners of the active volcano, who happened to be brothers, and it ended on Thursday of last week. The trial began with emotional and graphic accounts from the eruption's survivors, many of whom were cruise ship passengers, who said they did not know the dangers they faced when they walked up to the crater of the Wakari volcano. Oh, you didn't know the dangers that you faced when you walked up to the top of a volcano? What did you think? It was going to be a boba stand? It's a volcano, man. Obviously, there's dangers. Investigators from the government agency WorkSafe charged a dozen parties with health and safety law breaches after the disaster, including tourism firms, scientific agencies, and the owners of the island themselves. The trial began in July against the five total defendants, and it was, the case was eventually dismissed as the judge decided that Wakari is not a business. Was it hazardous? Yes. But the right of access to an active volcano is really just the landowner granting rights of access to natural lands which occur all over New Zealand all the time. Yeah, they occur everywhere. You can go to, what is that, those really hot springs, those geysers at Yosemite or one of these national parks people put their hand in there I mean (laughs) you know and then you can't you can't sue the park after that and I've come across many stories of people in these national parks in the U.S. just approaching bisons and then getting mauled and I mean these are just the risks that you take when you're gallivanting amongst the mother nature aspects of reality you know, you got dangerous animals. You got dangerous landscapes. I mean, you buy the ticket, you take the ride, guys. I mean, maybe one of the safety guards for this is buying volcano insurance. If you happen to own a volcano, I don't know if they sell that. Hello, Jake from State Farm. Yeah, my, my volcano just erupted, and uh, let's just say my neighbors aren't too pleased. Yeah, it it. The magma rolled over their house and their new Tesla, so I assume they're, they're going to be calling me for some damages.
1: Owner of a volcano.
0: Owner of a volcano. Owner of a volcano. Yay! Dozens of birds will be renamed in an effort to shun racism. Many bird species in the United States and Canada will get imaginative new names that reflect their traits and their habitats rather than the names of people. This is according to an announcement from the American Ornithological Society. Did I pronounce that correctly? Ornithological? That's a tough word. The society plans to remove all human names from the common names for birds within its jurisdiction in order to create a more inclusive environment for people of diverse backgrounds interested in bird watching and ornithology it says here a total of between 70 and 80 birds in the US and Canada will have new names that aren't so offensive to bird watchers and ornith ornithologists did i say that correctly well, they're getting very offended by the names, you know, it's, it's, it's hard enough bird watching, you know, you're, you're out there in the cold, in the wind, got your little binoculars, you're just hoping to see some beautiful bird. And then when you see it, the last thing you want is to be like, oh, man, I see the duck Bill Cosby. Oh, my day is totally ruined. I hate the duck Bill Cosby. It reminds me of something says, following years of controversy over bird names linked to people with racist and genocidal histories, the society's decision thrills scientists and ornithologists who supported a campaign to name birds for themselves. I, did, I had no idea there was such a controversy over bird names. Were you guys aware of this? I, I know about the statues that have been being removed, especially in the southern part of the U.S., we have a quote here from Karina Newsom, an ornithologist. I have a feeling I'm going to have to say ornithologist several more times in this article, and I'm not too excited about it. Karina says, "I'm really excited about the change. It's a major change in how we think about bird names. you know? We came to this, this decision that we really want bird names, you know, to be about the birds." Now, specifically, the society wants new bird watchers hearing bird names for the first time to, quote, feel this is a welcoming environment for people from different backgrounds and just enjoy nature for what it is. Birds are for everyone, they say. Science is for everybody, they say. So they want the new bird watchers hearing a bird name for the first time. You don't want to be offended or shocked when you... Oh, what's that one, mommy? Oh, honey, that's the speckled Mao Tse (laughs) tongue. I need to know some of these names. Let's keep reading and learn. The project was initiated in part to address past wrongs over links to historical figures known for their support of slavery or the genocide of indigenous peoples. New bird names will favor more descriptive names, like the blue-footed booby. Oh, like that's not offensive? The booby? I mean. Or the red-headed woodpecker. Uh, It's got pecker in it. What about the kids, man? Think about the kids. They're going to hear pecker for the first time. They're going to hear booby for the first time. That could be shocking to the system. Here's a couple of names that they've deemed inappropriate and that will be changed. We have here the Eskimo curlew and the Inca dove, along with the short-tailed Donald Duck, which was named after Trump and the Arctic Kanye. The Marjorie Taylor Greene bluehorn feathery thing. That's another one. And the long billed Elon Musk. Ah, oh, my goodness! <laughs> and the yellow tail Hitler. Can't have that. Can't have that. Change these names, man. All right. In all seriousness, <laughs> some of these names are, are are after people that are not okay. It says here they proposed renaming Macoun's Longspur the. McCown longspur is a small bird that lives on short grass prairies in the central United States, and it was named after John P. McCown, who first collected a specimen of this species in 1851. But that was before he fought in the Seminole Indian War in Florida in 1856. Also before he participated in an expedition against the Mormons in Utah in 1858, and before he became a general in the Confederate Army in 1861. We have another quote from one of these ornithological persons. If you have a bird named for a person who was a white supremacist, who preached the inferiority of black people, and it's found mainly in the South, if people research the history, they're going to find it extremely offensive. One example is the Scots Oriole. This is a bird named for Winfield Scott, a military general responsible for the Trail of Tears. Well, that guy sounds like a bad guy. So probably shouldn't have a bird named after him or anything for that matter. But uh, it's a, it's a slippery slope when you start renaming everything. I mean, how many streets in, in the U.S. are named after people that killed? I mean, basically we have so many things in the U.S. named after a guy that did a lot of killing. It's, it's just everywhere. It's everywhere. Well, this pilot project will begin in 2024, starting with an initial group from among the 70 to 80 birds that will be renamed in the U.S. and Canada. In total, over time, up to 260 birds with people's names could be reviewed across the Americas and associated islands. Now, they're saying here the public is going to be invited to suggest names for these birds as well in order to build more excitement to learn about birds. So, I hope they ask me for some bird name suggestions because I have a few. How about the... White-tailed booby reduction. <laughs> That's so stupid. I apologize on behalf of myself and the closet, and all the bad jokes that I have subjected you to in this segment. Yay! Oh, weird AF news. This is the weird news. Weird news. Weird news. DoorDash warns you that your food might get cold if you don't tip. DoorDash has added a pop-up in its application this week warning customers that orders without a tip might take longer to get delivered. And then your food might be cold if you don't tip. I have news for you. Uh, it, it gets cold if you do tip. Yeah. Yeah, it gets it gets cold also if you uh, if you use DoorDash in general. It gets cold. They, they do several deliveries before they bring yours. I don't recommend this app. I'm, I'm not a big fan of third-party food delivery apps in general. They often take so long to get to your door. And if you have an issue, like they screw up your order, you, you can't get a refund. Let's keep reading and find out. In other ways, in what other ways they've acted like a jerk, this DoorDash company. I mean, imagine the nerve of them telling you you have to tip before service rendered. I mean, in what world do you tip before the service is rendered? Oh, before I find out if my order is wrong, I have to tip? I have to tip before I find out if the food is cold? That's great. That's great. It almost sounds threatening, like, yes, nice falafel you have here. It'd be a shame if somebody something were to happen to it now, wouldn't it? <laughs> so let's just dig down into how this is happening. If you enter zero in the tip amount in the DoorDash app while placing an order, apparently an alert pops up with the following warning. Orders with no tip might take longer to get delivered. Are you sure you want to continue? Dashers can pick and choose which orders they want to do. Orders that take longer to be accepted by dashers tend to result in slower delivery. Yeah, it sounds like a threat. Oh, you've ordered a pizza. You probably want that hot. (laughs) Well, you know, it'd be a shame if your pizza got there cold now. Wouldn't it be a shame? Again, demanding that people tip before the service is rendered. That's the whole point of a tip. They're saying that this move appears to be an effort by DoorDash to show customers that drivers are likely going to prioritize more profitable work. According to a spokesperson for DoorDash, Jen, the prompt is, quote, something that we're currently testing to help create the best possible experience for all members of our community. How about you pay your drivers a living wage? How about that? (laughs) You know what I mean? DoorDash, famous for, you know, not paying the drivers. It's ridiculous. The fees that they collect on the side are just out of control. And then you have to tip on top of that. Pay your drivers, bro. Pay your drivers. The company spokesperson says, As independent contractors, dashers have full freedom to accept or reject offers based on what they view as valuable and rewarding. While the vast majority of customers do leave a tip... Offers that don't include a tip can be seen as less desirable. This impacts our entire community, leading to longer wait times for customers, orders sitting longer at merchants, and less value for dashers. Pay the dashers! (laughs) Again. Horrible. How much longer before this company goes out of business? I mean, fingers crossed, guys. The article says, uh, while tipping isn't something anyone who lives in America should be surprised about doing... Pre-tipping is a relatively new concept in our gig economy. Yeah, this pre-tipping. I don't agree with it. Tipping should occur after the service has been rendered. The tip is sort of a value on your experience. Well, if you haven't had the experience yet, how are you supposed to tip on it? This is ridiculous. Now, the article ends with a person who claims to be a former DoorDash driver who claims he often passed up offers where no tip was included as those with tips had more of a guarantee for his time. He said, quote, if you want to wait an extra one to two hours to get your food, then don't add an extra dollar or two. That was his advice. I have a alternate piece of advice for you, and that is don't order from these third-party delivery apps because they just completely gash you. It's already expensive enough for this fast food for some reason. The prices have soared over the past three years for whatever reason. I saw like a Big Mac meal at McDonald's was like $15 or something. I mean, come on, man. What are you talking about? Just order and then pick it up. Hello, my friends and loyal listeners of the Weird AF News podcast. I appreciate you spending a little time with me. Hope you enjoyed the episode. This is a Thursday, so tomorrow's Friday, as you know. It usually follows Thursday, and on Friday, as many of you know, I only do weird news from Florida. Um, I call it Florida Friday on Weird AF News if you happen to be new to the show. So brace yourself for the Florida news. It can be shocking and offensive. If you guys come across weird Florida stories, feel free to send them my way funnyjones at gmail.com or you can slide them in my DMs into my DMs is proper English slide them into my DMs on Instagram at funnyjones pretty cool pretty cool so we'll try and do the best Florida Friday episode that we can do Uh, If you'd like to call the show because uh, you were triggered by any of these stories or you just want to say hello and give me a nice greeting, the number is 646-450-2012. I'm going to publish a few phone calls after this outro. So if you'd like to listen to some listener calls, please uh, hang around for that. I want to give thanks to Caroline. Sweet Caroline Bought me coffee She bought me coffee Off my website Weirdafnews.com And she wrote me a little note Greetings from Kansas Been listening for a while now You were the bright spot when I was getting through Heavy life stuff Thanks for that Hope you take care of yourself, Jonesy. Maybe buy a smoothie along with a good crunch candy bar. And good luck with your life, man. Good luck with your life, Caroline. And thanks for the generous coffees that I woke up to this morning. I appreciate that. It was very nice of you, Caroline. I hope you have an amazing weekend. And uh, stay warm in Kansas, baby. Stay warm in Kansas. I've been to Kansas a couple times. I spent some time in a Kansas jail. I think I've uh, mentioned that a few times on the show. Other than that, I have pretty good memories of Kansas. Went to a baseball game, that kind of thing. It's pretty cool. Hung out with a very beautiful woman from Kansas. Oh, is she lovely, lovely. I got an email from Mary, Mary Kay from New York. She wrote, Jonesy, I laughed when you mispronounced Samhain. Um, Yes, Mary, I, I I don't know how to say that word. Someone else sent me a message about that too. I realized I didn't pronounce it correctly. Mary says, it's actually pronounced Samhain sow like a female pig sowin strange how you get sowin out of those letters but okay Mary says you got the rest of the information correct though thanks for recognizing us pagans I'm a proud Wiccan and a huge fan of yours love from New York have a great day So I got some Wiccan listeners that's pretty sweet Wiccans are cool Uh, I'd imagine I got some vampire listeners too if you're a vampire listener out there please reach out to me let me know where you're at um, maybe I'll uh, come and visit you and record a podcast in the coffin. <laughs> I mean, I've been kind of re- recording a podcast in a coffin for years now, as it is. This closet isn't that big. So that would be fun. Um, what else did I want to say? Oh, if you want to support the show, maybe buy me a coffee like Caroline, go to WeirdAFNews.com, the official website. You can join the Patreon as well. That's a great way to support the show. That's like buying me a coffee every month. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Why wouldn't you want to? It doesn't cost you very much. Come on now. Anyways, uh, tomorrow being Friday, we're looking forward to the Florida Friday episode, and I hope you'll join me for that, and I'll lead you into the weekend with some good Florida news, all right? Take care of yourselves, guys, and good luck with your life, man. Hey,
2: Jonesy. This is Nicole in Cincinnati. I have never felt the need to call before, but after hearing about the restaurant that wants the charge for kids running amok you know i haven't even finished the episode yet um that's just crazy i have found that the best parents are those that have never yet had children because it's easy for them to judge everything um i have children of my own and i have Lots of friends with special needs children, and you can't always see that they are special needs. And to judge them, you said people that have been staring off into space on their phone, they could just be exhausted. Are you saying that, like, kids with autism or ADHD or other behavioral issues can't go out to eat? The parents can't have a rest? Um Not everybody is all you know, has the means to always get a babysitter just to go out to a restaurant because, as you noted, it's not cheap to go out to eat. And to try to find a, a babysitter on top of that is a bit much. Um And to get mad at kids that are running outside? Yeah, whatever. Um, Unless this is some sort of closed outside dining area? No, no. Outside is fine. There's been plenty of times that my kids were acting up and we took them outside till they calmed down and then come back into the restaurant. Um, and, you know, I am guilty on if I'm in a section that's like one of those rooms, my son ran circles because he had that much energy and there was no one else in the restaurant in that area. So, if it's not bothering anybody, no big deal. Thanks.
3: This is a message for Lily. Lily, this is Hannah. I know that life for you is very hard, you know. Um, you know, since you're going through a very hard time, um you know, we're not sure what you you're going through but we really hope that things get better for you. You're a very bright, vibrant, energetic person and you will come out on the other side of this. And um we should have a weird ass news gathering because I need to get out more and it would be fun to meet all the weirdos. Um, yeah, it would be very fun. Um, I hope everyone is doing well, and good luck with your life, man.
1: Hey, Jonesy, this is Smokey calling me, and, and on your recent podcast, you went through three episodes where there was no mention of drugs whatsoever. And, you know, a lot of times I'll call in and do a disclaimer if you don't mention that you don't condone your listeners doing drugs. And, you know, there wasn't any mention, so I didn't have to call in and do that. But, you know, even so, I was listening to the podcast, and, you know, I was totally wasted because I find that enhances my listening pleasure. And, you know, there was... Uh, Even though no mention of drugs in any of the stories, you were doing your outro and you said, support the show, maybe have a listening party and pass around a doobie. And you laughed and said who calls it a doobie? And you said, I'll tell you who does, the people in the mystery machine. And that was a reference to Scooby-Doo. And you said, yeah, man, have a listening party and, and watch some Scooby episodes. And I thought, man, that's a great idea. And I thought, you know, I'll have to call and have Jonesy do a disclaimer on himself. And then I thought, No, I'm just going to skip that and watch some episodes because I'm totally wasted and I got the munchies. And maybe I'll just watch some episodes of Scooby-Doo and maybe I'll eat some munchies myself. And then the calls started to play and one of the things I love about you Jonesy is how you'll play callers that maybe you don't even agree with but you'll let everyone have their say even if you don't agree with them and this woman she didn't give her name but I guess it must have been Karen because she said I like you Jonesy and I I think you're funny but I don't think your callers are funny she says I think they're stupid and they're not funny and I thought man, that's bad, that's harsh because I think the callers to your show are funny and a lot of them, they're just respectful, nice people that care about each other and I thought this woman is not very nice. And she said one of the things that she does is just turn off the show when the callers start. And I thought that's the best thing for her. She should do that. And anyway, she just harshed my mellow man. And you know what I had to do? I just was stuck and lost and depressed, so I had to smoke another bowl. So she owes me money for that. So I think she should make a donation to you, Jonesy. And you don't even have to pay me back for that. That'll just be A donation to you on behalf of me for the money that she owes me for harshing my mellow and karen if you're listening which you probably aren't because you turn off the show then you just keep turning it off and that's the best thing for you because jones callers are funny and they're loving people who are a great community who support each other they say that
4: the children are the future But when they say this, they fail to take into account that the future as a concept is just a linguistic placeholder for a time or a period of time that can never come to pass. It's always just one moment away by definition. And so when they say that the children are the future, I feel like they're saying that there is no future. Such as the great rock and roll band, the Sex Pistols, once postulated, no future, no future, no future for me. The children are not the future. They are the present. This has been the future speaking. Thank you.